0: Hey there, my name is Kara McClintock and I am the host of the Building a Better Body podcast. I am a certified health coach, a podcaster and the platform for others to share their story. My aim is to get as many experts on the show as possible, be that experts in health, experts in fitness, experts in mind, body and soul, all the good things that make up that better body. I hope you enjoy the show. Hiya and welcome back to episode number uh, 101 of the show. Here we are at season 8. Feels like I have been away for a long time but I've been working away in the background, getting guests, working on my membership site, all different things behind the scenes. But today let me introduce the show. I am talking to my good friend Donna Lennon. We are on with another book review show today. So we had a really good chat about The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And I hope you guys enjoy. We really enjoyed talking. And if you would like more from Donna and I, do let us know. You can email me at info at karmcclintock.co.uk. Now, let's launch in. Today on the show, we have another book review episode to kickstart season eight. My good friend Donna is back again with us and we are going to dive in to another book. This one is going to be called, oh, actually, before I go, on. If you haven't listened to the last one, which was The Surrender Experiment, you can go back and check that one out. That was episode number 97. But today we are going to be talking about The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And I believe uh, that is how you pronounce his surname because I looked it up, whereas you might read it and think it's Tole, but it's Tolle, that's what he says. Tolle. Tolle, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and can you can yeah. you hear Donna on the line. <laughs> oh, hiya. How are you? I was introduced yeah. to this book a while back i mean you could probably a couple of years actually and it was actually the audio version. And I, I've said this to a couple of people recently. Have you ever, this is a rhetorical question, <laughs> have you ever started reading a book and thought, nope, that's not for me? And then you go back to it later on and think, wow, this is actually the right time I should be reading this. So there's kind of a, a time, mm-hmm. a season for a book. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm at with this one. So, yes, before I go any further, Donna, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Hiya, thanks. Thanks for having me back. You are welcome. It was good fun ex- last time. Are you excited? You feel yes, feeling yes no I am
1: yeah, yeah 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 I'm enjoying reading these books so it's yeah. good to get my teeth in another one
0: excellent mm-hmm. so Eckhart Tolle he he's a writer of course and a public speaker with a sort of a focus on spirituality he he well now this is what I sort of want to simplify the starting point as he was just a normal guy who fell into a deep depression to the point where he contemplated taking his own life and he woke up in the middle of the night uh, at his absolute worst but from that experience he decided from then on he was going to focus on the now or the present moment if you like and he experienced extreme peace and tranquility and that's kind of where his journey begins and that's a pretty basic start but Donna is that sort of where we you would sort of start the journey as well?
1: Yeah, it kind of starts with, like, a spiritual awakening as such, kind of, not dissimilar to the other um, book that we were reading before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just, like, a moment of, he he went to bed that night and literally in the middle of the night had just had this kind of almost, like, an awakening or something like that in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it was it was all kind of made clear to him as to
0: He made it, he made it like sound so simple. Life. It's like, I'm just going to wake up yeah. and everything's going to be great. But I was listening to yeah. him actually, I was listening to him talk to Oprah. I didn't realise he contemplated suicide. I thought he was just mm-hmm. extremely unhappy.
1: Yeah, no, he, you could, you could get that from it. You know, you could get that from the book, like that it was really serious and that he was wanting to maybe commit suicide, kill himself. And, but it was just that it was so bad, that something in his mind kind of broke and just made him, Mm -hmm. it made him think differently about the entire world and then he said he got up out of his um out of that awakening and literally walked down the street and everything was like brand new and Mm -hmm. even just walking around around the town he just seen things in a completely new way which is strange but um yeah very 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 different
0: yeah uh, it's interesting when you hear him t- there's actually a podcast out there but it's not in production anymore where he's uh, getting interviewed by Oprah and people are asking him questions so it was quite nice to hear him talk after the book about that but oh, yeah. at the beginning of the book he talks about let's dive in a bit At the book, at the beginning of yeah. the book he talks about enlightenment which, Mm -hmm. as you know yourself, has a strong connection with Buddhism. And he says Mm -hmm. this is the natural state of being. Can you describe what enlightenment means to you? And can we ever even really achieve that state?
1: Oh, me personally? Um, I think it's just, it's like a period of kind of contentment. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's, I think it's when we i think whenever the buddhists talk about it it's like you're almost like emanating pure light almost like you turn into a star or something like that yeah you know you're just there you're just being and you're just giving off energy and that's what like total enlightenment is but i think in this life as such in the form that we are now it's it's just contentment and it's just seeing above things and being able to put everything into perspective
0: yeah, I think you, know, you can draw your own meaning from it, whatever sits right with you, because I think mm-hmm. even people who practice Buddhism don't believe they're enlightened either, you know, did not they say that? It's only for Buddha. Himself. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, there's not many people in the world that would be truly like enlightened, probably a handful or something that would say.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but what does that even mean? Like, really?
0: I know, I know, I know. you know, it's very deep. How
1: do you, how do you how do you constitute yourself as somebody that's enlightened?
0: I know. It sounds you like know? you're almost making a joke. Yes, I am truly enlightened now.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how do you know? Like, I don't know. Do you ever know? Or yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange concept. We're probably mm-hmm.
0: focusing too much on the exact meaning when even just striving for something of that nature is going exactly to start <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah if you can strive for being like that then everything is going to be better and more positive anyway you know yeah
0: for sure and then there's a lot of emphasis on freeing yourself from your mind so this is just the whole running thought throughout the whole thing could you explain mm-hmm. what that means to our listeners freeing yourself from your mind
1: probably whenever you're doing like meditation and you are focusing on the breath it's not letting yourself think about the things that you're thinking about Mm -hmm. in them moments Mm -hmm. because you're have the physical kind of focus on something like breathing then everything else is just it's not there you know Mm -hmm. so doing things like the so he I don't know if it was this book or the other book that I was reading and talking about the body scan yes you know so you start off like doing the body scan and then just even just scanning your, your body, like, you know, focusing on your arm and your legs and stuff like this. You're not actually given the time to think about whatever you're worrying about, your yeah. bills or your, your stresses that
0: you have in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, so that's actually, so Donna and I, for our listeners, are doing a five-day meditation challenge with a company called Keon, you call them. And the one mm-hmm. yesterday was very much that, concentrating on your yeah. fingers, toes. And it's so simple, but when you're doing that, you're not thinking about what you're going to do later on or what's mm-hmm. stretching you out, what you're going to talk to people about. You know, that just, your brain doesn't have the chance to do that. But when you listen yeah. to people talk about meditation, they say it's not about trying to empty your mind. It's about... No. I, I realizing there's a thought and then just letting it float away whereas he mm-hmm. seems to think well what I'm getting from him is you should actually have a, a mind free of thoughts <laughs> isn't it a bit sort of different in that way?
1: Yeah um, yeah. he would be of that, um, He well he has a couple of different things that yeah. he kind of talks about, he talks about the manifested and the unmanifested a lot Yeah, in the book and the unmanifested is a very spiritual kind of way to think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the manifest the manifested is what you do day to day. It's what your life is. It's where you are and what you're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas the unmanifested is thinking of things in a more kind of spiritual way. Mm-hmm. He's kind of striving for the unmanifested.
0: Unman- yeah, and throughout he, different things, he often says it's about using your mind as a tool not letting it you know 80 to, something like 80 to 90 percent of the stuff that your mind's doing is useless or detrimental it's about using it yeah selectively but you really I mean I've been practicing this I don't know if you have as well I've, mm-hmm. and I think I'll talk about it a bit later on as well becoming mm-hmm. the watcher of your thoughts and kind of going why am really? I thinking that you Know it's that important, and I'm trying to understand why. and They come up so automatically because we live in such a fast paced environment and you don't sort yeah. of second guess it. But now I'm trying to take that time and go, Why am I thinking that? and then bringing myself back to the present moment and doing stuff like watching the flowers and, and, and feeling the footsteps and mm. walking. But it's fleeting because you're literally not used to it. <laughs> um, well, I think,
1: yeah, the, the premise of the entire book really is time. Um, and not using time as a scale almost because if you think about your life all your anxieties are caused by things that you're thinking about in the past that have happened
0: mm-hmm.
1: or things that you're thinking about in the future that could happen illusions like so says. all yeah. illusions and delusions but if you think of anxiety that's what anxiety is anxiety is you going yeah. oh did I say something to annoy that person earlier oh I hope they're not annoyed or yes. you know you're thinking oh I have this thing coming up I hope i do alright in it or yeah. do you know what I mean whereas if you can just take them two things out of the equation
0: yeah.
1: and focus on the now mm-hmm. then it is actually quite it is quite free in, in a way I have mm-hmm. been trying to do it yeah, uh, and I have actually found it easier to do over time and like build it into your meditation mm-hmm kind get rid of the thoughts it does it takes practice it's one of them things it's it's gonna take a while to to kind of embed into you that you're doing it like naturally but for sure yeah that's but it's it's actually very interesting when you break it down you think about it what is being anxious about it's all about worrying about mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. past or the future so if you take time out of the equation in a way yeah or try to it does it does help
0: Like I've said before, probably on the podcast, uh, anxiety in itself is not the problem. It's our resistance to it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like trying to fight it or distract yourself and then it just comes back worse. Whereas if you try and sit with it, it's just a reaction in the body like anything else and you just let it pass and maybe think, where is it? Where am I feeling it? Am I feeling it in my heart? Am I feeling it in my stomach? And whenever you give it attention, it will tend to uh, lose its power. It's definitely something to experiment yeah. with, I think, anyway. <laughs> I experience yeah, anxiety. You're... Maybe people don't realize it, uh, but I do. But I try mm. and it's not dealing with it. It's not trying to push it away, but it's kind of trying to understand what what's my brain doing here? You know, why is it thinking this? And the best yeah. thing that you said was whenever, you, you know, you're thinking about the future and you get anxious about it, but the future does not exist. Stop telling yourself stories. No. Those stories are not I real. Know. They're false. They're it's absolutely like... false
1: why worry about obviously you have to think about and strategize yeah. and things things that you need to
0: do in the future
1: like you need to make sure that you pay your bills
0: yeah you can't if you don't bubble, pay your bills
1: yeah. then you're going to be stressed out so you yeah. have to make sure that you have that plan in place but you know try not to like imagine yeah. things that maybe are never going to happen mm-hmm. and i know i know people that do it because i know i've done it myself for a, yeah. for a long time you know almost always kind of think of the worst case scenario that's mm-hmm. going to happen
0: mm-hmm. and
1: imagine that that's going to happen. Yeah, And like almost put like a plan in place that if that happens, then I'm going to do this.
0: And then get surprised um, and happy whenever it doesn't because you've literally made it way worse than it's going to be.
1: <laughs> and then you're worried the whole time about that and then it's been fine. And it's like, well, what was the point in worrying in the first place? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what... Um, now he does quote a few different people in the in the book about that sort of thing. Yeah. So he quoted, I remember he actually quoted Jesus.
0: Mm He says,
1: what's the point in, I can't remember the exact line, but it's like, um, what's the point in worrying about something if it's not happened? It's somewhere in the book. Um, It's very
0: logical. That is very logical. mm -hmm. But it's like anything. It's like going to the gym, like brushing your teeth. It's a habit. It's a habit. So if you notice these thoughts coming up, these illusions if you like like he says it's stop for a minute and go right i'm having this thought and ask yourself this question Mm -hmm. right now ask yourself is it true i've heard people say that before is it true is it because it's probably not okay so choose go up the the rungs of a ladder to feeling better you know how can you move up and feel Mm -hmm. better what different thoughts can you choose because a thought doesn't mean anything until you put an emotion on it so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's, it's a work in progress (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, well, uh, and another thing that he talked about a lot on the in the book was a thing called pain body.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. you wanted to talk about yeah, that,
1: yeah, the pain body. So whenever he first like said about it in the first couple of chapters, I kind of like had a bit of a don't oh, know what you mean, yeah. but, you know. So it's basically we almost we want to feel uh, to a degree we enjoy feeling pain mm-hmm. in certain areas just because. Not because we enjoy it, but because we are used to it. It's like it's something that we've always kind of known, and the brain almost wants to keep doing it because it knows that.
0: Yes, the, there's you know, like rather a, than, there's a reptilian part of the brain which likes habit, doesn't care whether it's good mm, for you or bad for you. It just likes that loop, it likes that familiarity.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he talks about that and then the pain body. And he mm-hmm. like he, he talks about it in different areas then as well and later on in the book. He talks about it as the pain body of the woman mm-hmm. and her feelings as to how she is accepted in society and things. Mm-hmm. Did you read that? You read that bit? It was just basically like um it's like you have the delusion that, you know, women are treated differently hmm and um it's almost because they're they're judged in yep. a different way
0: mm-hmm.
1: as submissive and all this kind of stuff and that's a type pain body
0: that's
1: yeah. kind of i got that kind of um, message from it yeah that's the that's the part of the part of the book that i started to Kind of start questioning him and his theologies <laughs> mm-hmm. was the bit when he started talking about women and women's menstrual cycles yeah. and how they should use them to further their enlightenment and things. Yeah, and it's how probably I, the
0: bits where I kind of turned <laughs> off a wee bit. Yeah.
1: That's where the bits where I started going, Do you really know what you're talking about? A wee bit.
0: Yeah. Well, that's not to be agreed with fully. That's absolutely, that makes a good book where you can kind of tear it apart and decide. Question you know is this Hmm. for me it's not you're not gonna agree with everything and that's a good thing that's a good thing i think
1: yeah no it's good it's good to question
0: though as well yeah just to question yourself in your
1: head different
0: things listen listening to your just to kind of go back a bit listen to your inner voice perhaps we don't identify with the fact that we're talking away to ourselves uh, well we do we all know we're talking away to ourselves you know you, you'll ask yourselves questions but the inner voice that he talks about is something we should pay more attention to he suggests putting your attention here the next time the chatter starts so like I was saying if the anxiety cru- crops up start listening to yourself notice what the mm. predominant theme is because this is I love this but the predominant theme could very well be negative judgmental focus on the past focus on the future and you'll notice where you're focusing all your thoughts on and see what's coming through most and then kind of stop yourself and say what am I doing yeah
1: yeah if somebody remarks or makes a remark to you and you feel really annoyed about it yeah why do you feel annoyed about it you know yeah think about it um try to understand why you're feeling the emotions that you feel about different things
0: and he says if you do if you do focus on it it takes the power away from it as well which is great
1: it does if you take if you take a different if you like almost take yourself out of the emotion and observe the emotion Mm -hmm. as a separate thing rather than you yeah and you understand oh i understand why i was feeling embarrassed about that because Mm -hmm. such and such happened to me before yeah it's a trigger
0: it's always a trigger Yeah
1: triggered me to feel that way and mm-hmm. then once
0: you observe it then you can just go oh and then just forget about it then it's like you're giving yourself think about it again. compassion you know i can understand why i did mm. that you give yourself some love it's okay that i've done that you've noticed it and then it'll maybe start to disappear more in the future mm-hmm. and the yeah. book just for people who are maybe interested in getting it it's laid out in sort of a, a question format with its little mm. ding and then a question comes in um, people yeah. ask, ask him something and then he gives his insights and I think it was really great because they'll ask a question and I'll think oh he'll not be able to answer this <laughs> or it's like yeah. a really good kind of fight back question and he can, and he's so calm, obviously he's recorded it and maybe re-recorded it but uh, mm-hmm. what did you think of that format?
1: I actually really liked it because a lot of the questions were things that would be brought up, yeah. do you know like if he would say something it was like oh, there's one, I'm just looking at it there. Is there scientific evidence for this? Yeah. And then he, he just replies, try it out and you will be this, the evidence. Exactly. I mean, you don't you get know. the
0: chance when you're reading a book to ask the author a question. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're, yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. that throughout the whole thing and they're questions that you would have asked. So that kind of makes it a wee bit different.
1: Mm-hmm. He does talk about things like, you know, how if you, do, if you use his techniques of not focusing on different things focusing just on the now
0: yeah
1: you can do things like slow down the aging process
0: oh do you know what age is is good no do you not know what 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 age is i looked this up is he old what (laughs) age do you think what age looks i didn't even
1: see what he i didn't see
0: (laughs) i'll have to to google him no like see live on the show now i'm gonna send you a photograph of him right and then you just gotta ask (laughs) it <laughs> to guess what age he is, but I'm wondering if the photograph I get is um a, a recent one. Do you know what I mean? Right, it's coming now. You get your phone. Yep. No, it's away downstairs, and i have just <laughs> okay. It's coming through now. There you go. Oh, okay. Does he not like look... oh? Does he not like what you thought? I'd he was?
1: say I'd say he has baby features, but I would say he's maybe yeah. Is he fifty?
0: That's kind of the age I thought. Do you know what age he is? Seventy-one. No way, really. Yeah. See, is there something in this <laughs> present moment, Jazz? <laughs> you know, He's
1: seventy one. Seventy one and it,
0: quite an attractive Asian lady as well. <laughs> oh,
1: there you go. Yep. So maybe it works then.
0: There you go. So yeah. if you want to uh, reverse the aging process, go for a walk right now with no technology and just be in the present moment <laughs> and notice the flowers and your footsteps and the and the breeze. Mm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, he, he does. He seems to have a lot of this. He says it strengthens the immune system and yep. slows down the aging process. Yeah, I can um, believe that. Mm-hmm. Which, which is interesting too. Mm-hmm. He seems to think that diseases are caused by not yes. paying attention to your body or something, and just yes. because you're so distracted, mm-hmm. you're not like l- focusing on your bo- on your body and the, also, the immune system that it's.
0: Yeah, but he, I think he mentions as well that the negative, judgmental, angry thoughts can, if they're not released properly, can manifest in the body in pain mm. and pain. I mean, that makes perfect sense. You know, you all know people who are pretty negative and they've always got something wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, they've mean? always so got like a, pains a that come in other places and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving on we section more, let's talk ego. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot about ego in my self-development work. I find it fascinating and brilliant. He explains it as a false sense of self and only Mm. the past and future are important to the ego. To us, if we don't have our past, we don't have an identity. And that's why we're kind of addicted to going back over past things. And from what Mm -hmm. I've learned is the ego is just trying to keep us safe. You know, it's part of our logical mind. That's why it's Mm. always there, getting in the way. But the ego isn't mm-hmm. concerned with the present moment. So if we can spend more time there, we can find more liberation. So what do you think of that? Mm. Any thoughts on the ego? Well,
1: what would you define as the ego? Like your kind of like your personality or such, or?
0: Well, let's look up a definition. I was going to say it's the it's the part of the the mind that keeps you safe. Ego. Let me see what the proper def- mm. definition is. If we look it up right here now. Okay. Yeah, a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Okay. Um, we'll see if there's any more. Okay. Popularized by Freud, meaning the conscious mind. Okay, the conscious mind, or the awareness, of so your conscious identity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So your conscious mind, and then your unconscious mind. He talks about that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, I suppose a lot of that is linked with you know if you're developing personally, mm-hmm. your ego is going to change you know so if you're somebody that's very has low self-esteem low Mm self-worth a a bad ego yeah you know training your your brain to think in a different way and um mind mind more mindfully it's going to maybe boost that and the Mm -hmm. same the other way around if you're somebody that is very cocksure full of themselves and you -hmm. know what is that that's masking some other flaw in your personality really isn't it it's Mm -hmm. masking the fact that maybe you are you know not feeling the best about yourself and mm-hmm. um it's just like a, a front that you're putting on i suppose so i suppose if you're you're mindful and you do become conscious of the way you are acting then the ego
0: will change over time and like he says it dissipates Maybe. if you don't think about mm. the past and the future so it, it's it's it gets it is quite a complicated book i think
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, yeah. You know, no, it's, I it's as I deep, said, like it's a deep book. Quite- it's a deep book, and I, as I said, I have the audio version as well. And sometimes I would listen to it at night, and it's mm-hmm. quite heavy to to something. Although I will fall asleep quite easily because his voice. I don't know if you've heard him speak. <laughs> it's very well, he said at the meditative. yeah he
1: did say at the beginning of the book that he's written it in such a way that it almost is like seeping into your unconscious into your subconscious yeah there's probably he said that, 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 that's how he's written it so you almost kind of yeah. I know the first few um chapters I started reading it whenever I first started reading it I felt like almost like it was going into a wee bit of a <laughs> I it's always, like, like, ulterior <laughs> motives coming out of this book. But I don't know whether it was just tired or something, yeah, but whatever yeah, way he's written it, so I'm sure the way he's done it with the audiobook too, he just almost wants it to seep in the air unconscious in a way.
0: It's about seven hours as an audiobook. I don't know if that's long. I think it is quite long.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although the book's not that long. It's not, it's, it was 180 pages or something like okay. that. 190 pages. It's not mm, too bad. Not
0: enough. too bad. So, do you have any mm-hmm. questions for me? Like after reading it, um, do you think I would like to ask Karen this or her views on that, just to kind of not have this all one-sided. <laughs> yeah, show as no, well, what, show.
1: yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think about his ideas about the religion aspect of
0: it? I thought it was very, out a bit with religion, to be honest. Um,
1: did you? Yeah, I thought it was very Christian yeah. heavy, which is strange because normally I see books. Like this, and they all talk about Buddha, you know. Yeah, or, or they're uh, very
0: kind of open. They kind of say, if you don't identify with God, then they'll try and be like God, Buddha, universe, spirit, you know, whatever sits well with you. Whereas he's kind of maybe sticking to what he he believes more.
1: Well, he's just kind of saying God exists. Tough, you know. Yeah,
0: <laughs> which is <laughs> fair enough. I mean, if that's your belief, believe in it. If that's your belief, yeah, know.
1: yeah, to yeah. It, yeah, that's his belief. Yeah, he's kind of just like that, and and you can kind of tell he has Christian. Mm -hmm. Kind of beliefs as well, yeah. Um, because he's um linking it to a lot of Christian quotes Mm -hmm. from Jesus and things, yeah. Um, and he maybe talks about parables and things in ways Mm -hmm. that relate to his specific understanding of, yeah, um, you know, the power of now, which is interesting, just to kind of it's just a different way of thinking about things, which mm-hmm. you know is good. Sometimes you um, need to
0: draw upon that to uh, illustrate your story properly, and that's absolutely fine. No judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any other what questions? What did you think
1: of what What did you think about the the woman thing? The whole getting into the
0: whole woman again. Um, it was lost on me. I was just I was starting to lose interest by that point. I'm just going to be honest, like. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> you know I got the vibe that I got the vibe that he had like had relationship problems <laughs> with his wife when she was just about to have her period <laughs> it's really the way the way that he had been wording things
0: yes like feeling <laughs> your emotions whenever you're premenstrual and all this sort of stuff yeah
1: yeah and it was like about how you should treat your 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 you know your partner which is like this and stuff it was it was interesting that way
0: yeah well Um, if you've got a platform you want to put all your stuff across that's that's what you
1: do well that's it that's it i also thought the surrender and personal relationships that section was quite interesting actually
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: how you relate to other people in the in the now non (laughs) non non-resistance and stuff he talks a lot about
0: would you recommend the book then?
1: Definitely. I think it's one of them kind of books if you're into reading about like spirituality, it's kind of one of the probably, mm-hmm. one of the, you, the basic ones that you really need to read because yeah. I know Eckhart could be somebody that's referenced and quoted a lot in other books.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know, oh, so yeah. a lot of what... Quotes yeah. are everywhere, quotes are everywhere. Because
1: mm-hmm. even when I seen his name, I thought, oh, I know that name from somewhere, you know.
0: Probably me. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah your quotations yeah but he does he gets quoted in a lot of things funny he doesn't really quote a lot of people really no you know
0: he doesn't back up what he's saying
1: by other people really he recommends a few other books that Mm. you should read but
0: yeah um, everything's all coming from him do you think it's one of those books that you know you've enjoyed it yeah put it on the shelf and then forget all about it or do you think you will although you've kind of alluded to the fact do you think you'll put some of it into practice
1: yes definitely it's the only kind of real book where i've tried to yeah it's what he has said has made me want to try it out yeah <laughs> like but not like consciously do it just like in a sub
0: on a subconscious kind of level mm-hmm. i've been trying to do it uh you know you know i think we're both playing with it a little bit which is good that we can both kind of talk about it now then
1: it does like it does I, that's definitely something that i've been trying out this week anyway at least yeah, i wonder how long it'll yeah. how long somebody it comes last. along and triggers
0: you and you're like Rah! and then you're just kind of yeah but, but even if you do get triggered i bet you afterwards you can say to yourself oh you know you'll be able to dismantle it a little bit and see why you've mm. done that whereas before you would have just got angry and then eventually it dissipates <laughs> but yeah. you might be able to you know dissect what just happened a little bit more <laughs> mm-hmm. be like, i think i think
1: it's yeah well, this book, I think, is the type of book that you could read over and over yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Put, you know, put out and it would still be things. yeah, it would still be fresh. If I was to pick this up in a couple of months' time and read mm-hmm. a chapter out of it, it would still be fresh in a way. It would still ring true. Yeah. So, no, it's good that way.
0: And as you mm-hmm. as you know, I always ask people the "Building a Better Body" um, nugget at the end of the show. But after reading this book, what what do you think? Mm-hmm. You could recommend for people to try really easy just as an experiment.
1: Try the pot. Try what he says. And literally the, the title. Yeah. Try literally the title. Is he's made it really simple for us all to <laughs> try. Try now. Think yeah. Think about time.
0: Yeah.
1: And just think about all all that it is that is causing your anxieties is time mm-hmm. and it's future. I'm worrying about what's gonna happen in the future, which is probably not gonna happen, so stop worrying about it. Or the past, <laughs> which is the, <laughs> yeah. which or the past, which is already been and gone, and there's nothing you can do about it, so stop yeah. worrying about it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's a very
1: simple kind of thing. And I think if you try it,
0: yeah,
1: even just practice it. Yeah. Then what's the worst that can
0: happen? You, nothing.
1: <laughs> well there's not there's is nothing a... bad that can happen. What you will really. notice
0: the first time you try it is how quickly your mind uh, kicks in and you start thinking about stuff it's so fleeting the the being in the now that he talks about you know you're instantly away mm. off it's but like anything like I said you will probably get better and more aware of it but you've got to start somewhere
1: yeah yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's true yeah but that's what part the part of being mindful and things is you know mindfulness you know yeah. just sitting like I was walking home there and there was lovely kind of the clouds were were lovely. Like you know, there was a bit of a sunset ish type thing happening yeah. in the clouds, and it was yeah. like a night, and it was just like observing it and looking at it, and yeah, you know. And do you know, something funny. Do you know what I've noticed as well this week? I haven't done as much of kind. Mm-hmm. Screen time's gone down.
0: Oh, screen time's good. gone down. Love it. Big time. Yeah, yeah. Are you like to take so, photographs though with your phone? <laughs> Would you call what that you present moment <laughs> when you're if you're just taking photographs of what you see? Oh yeah. Would you not even be no, doing actually,
1: that? actually, do you know, I watched a really interesting documentary the other night on Netflix, mm-hmm. and it was by this photographer called Michael. I think it was Michael O'Neill or something. I'll have to check it out. Okay. Um, and he is. Uh, it's basically about yoga. Okay. And it's about the part, po- and literally, it's everything that we were talking about in that kind of book. Mm-hmm. They talk about it, but it's in a documentary. Um he's a really famous photographer actually and he says up. he uses Yeah, you should watch it on Netflix actually. Um he says he uses photography as part of his um, you know, mindfulness because when you capture a picture, you're capturing a moment. Yes. You know, when you're observing the moment. I know photography is a really good way of actually, you know, because you're looking right documenting now. And then. It.
0: Yeah, present moment. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love it. Well, Donna, you thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed your thank second you. Visit. That was good second visit. I did. To BBB. I enjoyed it, listeners. Let us yeah. know if you want more of this, or if you want Donna and I to yeah. have our own show on a whole different topic. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that'd be good. No, I'm enjoying
1: it. It's good. Yay. Thank you for having me again, Karen. Thank You're you. welcome.